Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Why does the writer use these lines? Because he's in a hurry. No. Ding! Thank you for playing anyway. Because we are food for worms, lads. Because believe it or not, each and every one of us in this room is one day going to stop breathing, turn cold, and die. I'd like you to step forward over here. Peruse some of the faces from the past. You've walked past them many times. I don't think you've really looked at them. They're not that different from you, are they? Same haircuts. Full of hormones, just like you. Invincible, just like you feel. The world is their oyster. They believe they're destined for great things, just like many of you. Their eyes are full of hope. Just like you. Did they wait until it was too late to make from their lives even one iota of what they were capable? Because you see, gentlemen, these boys are now fertilizing daffodils. But if you listen real close, you can hear them whisper their legacy to you. Go on, lean in. Listen. You hear it? <clears throat> the glorious lamp of heaven, the sun, the higher he's getting the sooner will his race be run and nearer east to setting. That age is best, which is the first, when youth and blood are warmer. But being spent the worse and worst, times still succeed the former. Then be not coy, but use your time. And while ye may, go marry, for having lost but once your prime, ye may forever tarry. Robert Herrick, to the virgins, to make much of time. As this minute begins, the five women, Shepherd, Ventress, Thorns, and Lena, Raddick, walk between us and a pond, from right of frame to left of frame. This is Windsor Great Park in the UK, which used to be a private hunting ground for Windsor Castle. Damon Crane, Location Manager. So we are standing at Entering the Swamp in America, although we're actually in Windsor in England, don't tell anyone. So Windsor Great Park is part of the Crown Estate. Windsor Castle is um, only a couple of miles down the road. That's where the Queen lives, so effectively we're in her back garden. The environments have been dressed to feel more like a swamp you would find in Florida, per Jeff Vandermeer's novel, or Maryland, per the better logic of the film. Spanish moss has been hung from the various branches. Several fiberglass cypress trunks were built and set into the location their tops added digitally. We've dressed it with the little stumps as you see and the, the Spanish hanging moss and created an immaculate illusion of um, a swamp in Florida. Mark Digby, production designer. So we've made 20 foot ball cypresses which, which have a cone base. The things we noticed there were for that sort of area were cone based trees and what we call knuckles 
and, and knees, which are, it's a root system that grows out of the swamp areas to get, I guess, oxygen. So we replicated about a hundred of those out of polystyrene, painted them, and uh, we found this sort of knee-deep area, and we popped them in with our trees. And hopefully, I mean, we feel it looks pretty spot on to that area. Off to the left is a short dock and a half-submerged fishing hut, designed by production designer Mark Digby and set decorator Michelle Day. While this hut was inspired by location scouting photos of real huts in the American South, the hut we see in the film was built on the location. Alex Garland, director. Michelle Day, who is part of the production design team, turned up with an image that she'd taken on a recce to Louisiana, a photograph of a, a hut that had half sunk into the swamp. Immediately it speaks of something different, something broken. And so we built the whole scene around the photo that Mish took. Because if the, if the hut is sunk at that angle, then the water's going to be at that angle. And if the water's at that angle, then whatever's in the water can be hidden in that space. And we've been outside in this big forest with these beautiful, strange prismatic light effects and mutant flowers clustered around this thing. But now we can be in a dark and claustrophobic space. And so it all just keeps building outwards. Ian Creed, Marine Coordinator. So we had to dig out a section five meters square that we had to put this water tank in that uh, created the base of the water out so that they had clean, safe water inside the hut while they were filming and give them the depth of water that was required also to do what they needed to do in the hut itself. Visual effects supervisor Andrew Whitehurst explains to VFX blog 12th March 2018, quote, We also changed the more distant tree lines so that it felt more Florida and less Oxfordshire and added digital foliage here and there as well. End quote. Reverse angle, exterior, swamp, fishing hut, day. The hut dominates the right half of frame. A nice design touch, the satellite dish mounted on the closest end of the hut roof's ridge. The women are small in the distance, and we get our first real inkling of the cancerous growths on the local fauna. The script tells us, on the bank of the swamp is the half-collapsed frame of a wooden hut and a short jetty. The hut is smothered on one side by a dense carpet of brightly colored flowers. They cover the ground and push up the side of the building like a snowdrift. It's interesting that this script suggests that the flower growth is what has tilted the hut, because it's not clear from the visual. But an excessive amount of growth pushing up the hut is an interesting concept the film doesn't really explore. The five women approach it. In the script, Lawrenson think this place might show up on the maps. Shepard doubt it. Shepherd peers inside the doorframe. The roof has partially fallen in. Sunlight illuminates the interior. There's a bench and a table. Some hooks on the wall. Everything metal is long corroded. Everything wooden is black and damp and patched with moss. Shepherd continued. I think it's just a fishing hut. In the film, the camera tracks, or more accurately, floats left across the pond as the women head now to the right. In terms of the production, we are at the very end of May or the beginning of June. Filming on the dock by the hut happened 2nd June 2016. The stunt work inside the hut was filmed on the 3rd. The second five, another reverse. We angle out of the small boat shed that was barely visible beyond the fishing hut in the previous shot. Shepard comes to a stop, facing away from camera. Ventress passes behind her. Thorinson angles for the two metal boats in the shed. Thorinson. Oh, oh, I'm gonna check, check this out. out. Get us out of this damn, damn swamp. Dr. Ventress. Alright. Let's check, check out the hut. hut. As Ventress keeps walking, Shepard sets down her gun and crouches down. 
Thorntson takes off her gun strap, then sets down her pack and gun. Lena and Raddick follow after Ventress. Second 16, Angle and Lena and Raddick from their left, walking. Ventress, just exiting left of frame. Shepard, just settling down at the right edge. Camera moves with Lena and Raddick, keeping Ventress not quite in frame, but not quite out of it. Lena takes off her pack and sets it down just as we cut to Angle Down Dock, second 21. Ventress enters frame from right, her rifle in silhouette visible first. The dock is overgrown with flowers of many colors. A spigot attached to a post to the right and a taller post to the left frame the dock within the larger frame of the film. The script describes the flowers. Like a sprawling bouquet, they are very varied. Some large, some small, some a vivid blue, some red. Others are creamy white with scatterings of orange-fringed crimson on the broad petals. We hear more birds. Doubled again, though, first time through, we probably would never notice as much. Alan Reich, producer. I think recreating these things for real was hard, but the, 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 the way every set has been pushed to be this slightly surreal or other type of thing as well, this, this shimmer and how, and nature being different and crazy and mutated and spliced has been incredible. I mean, I loved working in the fishing hut set because they'd done an all sorts of things that made you feel that you were properly in the southern states of America and we have obviously American actresses and we have American people visiting and they could not believe, no one could believe we were five miles from Trafalgar Square or maybe in our terms one mile from the M25. And so I think that was an amazing feat. Second 23, Ventress slows and turns around as Lena enters frame and second 25, we reverse as Ventress lets Lena pass her by. Lena carries her gun casually in her right hand without its strap. She eyes the various flowers as she walks toward camera. Second 30, she stops and touches one. Second 31, reverse, and we're behind them again. Raddick in the foreground looks to the left. Beyond her, Ventress keeps walking. Lena touches that one flower. Raddick. Looks, looks like, like someone's about, about to have, have a, a wedding. wedding. Slight continuity air as Ventress begins to step past Lena and second 34, reverse, as Lena leans down further to examine another flower, and Ventress has not overtaken her yet. Ventress stops and looks where Lena's attention just was as Lena begins to stand straight again. Lena, these are very strange. Lena begins to walk again, as do Ventress and Raddick behind her. Dr. Ventress, why? Why? Lena, well, they're also different. different. To look at them, them, you wouldn't say that that they're the same species. species. In the script, Lena pulls back an area of flowers to show the plant system beneath. But she doesn't go this far in the film. Raddick starts to lean as she walks to get a closer look. Ventress's attention remains on Lena. Lena continued, but they're growing from the the same same branch structure. Lena stops and crouches down. Smash cut, second 51, close on flowers. White orchids maybe, but with a bulb closer to a rose or a tulip just below, and a very different, larger bloom behind. Beyond the focus, variously colored flowers, including at least two instances of two different colors sharing the same stem. Camera lowers as Lena comes into left of frame and touches a stem that has buds of several colors on it. Lena continued. So it has to be the same species. It's the same plant. Andrew Whitehurst, visual effects supervisor. We were looking at a lot of cell imagery. We were looking at a lot of tumor growths on creatures and on plants to see how the uh, radiation sickness, see how those can uh, add mutations to, to creatures and to plants. Mark Digby, production designer. And part of our notion was that how do things get destroyed 
at a microbiological level, at a, a level of, of DNA, and that that is by nucleated substances. Where has that happened in the world, or how has that happened in our lifetime? Fukushima and Chernobyl, when we started to look around at the effects, and most references are about the damaged buildings, um, but we found these plants that I think are called fascinated, um, and they have grown with the influence of damaged DNA. Regarding plants around Chernobyl, Katja Moskvich, science reporter for BBC News, explains 21st September 2010. Quote, The way Pripyat's ecosystem seemed to shrug off the contamination caught the attention of the scientific world, and in 2005 the UN even published a report about the phenomenon. Then in 2007, a group of researchers wearing masks, goggles, and gloves decided to investigate just how the plants were able to survive. They went into the restricted area and planted soybean and flax seeds on a highly contaminated field just a few kilometers from the site of the accident, in the environs of Pripyat. Then they sowed the same kind of seeds on a control field in the decontaminated region near the city of Chernobyl. One of the researchers, Martin Hochtich, from the Slovak Academy of Sciences, told BBC News that even though previous studies had analyzed how genes mutated because of radioactivity, his team wanted to do something different. They wanted to investigate the molecular mechanisms allowing plants to adapt to such a contaminated environment. To do that, they waited for the plants to grow and produce new seeds, and then examined their proteins. We decided to apply a methodology called proteomics that is capable of identifying hundreds of proteins, said Dr. Hodgdutch. He explained that proteomics was a study of proteins, vital parts of all living organisms. The word proteome is actually a blend of protein and genome and describes the entire complement of proteins produced by an organism's genes. Proteins are fingerprints of metabolic activities, and as we're comparing the proteins from seeds harvested from these two fields, we're seeing the same ones in both kinds of seeds. He said that even though both soybean and flax adapted equally well to the contaminated environment, they did it in slightly different ways. In soybean, we detected the mobilization of seed storage proteins and processes similar to what we see when plants adapt to high levels of heavy metals, he explained. In flax, it was different. We saw more proteins involved in cell signaling, for instance. Scientists noted that there were probably historic reasons why it was a lot easier for plants to get used to living in increased levels of radiation. It is just unbelievable how quickly this ecosystem has been able to adapt, he said. There must be some kind of mechanism that plants already have inside them. Radioactivity has always been present here on Earth, from the very early stages of our planet's formation. There was a lot more radioactivity on the surface back then than there is now. So probably, when life was evolving, these plants came across radioactivity, and they probably developed some mechanism that is now in them. End quote. In the script, radic. They're like snowflakes. Each one is different. I've never seen anything like it. In the film, Second 56, we get a new angle along the dock, but clearly from out in the water. Lena, on her knees, leans forward to examine the flowers. Ventress stands behind her, rifle in both hands. Radic, having dispensed with her own rifle, walks past Lena. In the distant left, Thorinson can be seen in the boat shed and Shepard remains nearby, her attention on Thorinson. Lena, it's like they're stuck in a continuous rotation. And time runs out for this minute. We spoke. What was it we said? Wordlessly watching, he waits by the window and wonders at the empty place inside.
annihilation is all we are. Annihilation. 